Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wednesday Night Live. This is Ron Crawford coming to you from the Father's Church in Dallas, Texas. And it is always a great privilege and honor to be able to speak to my congregation here at the Father's Church, but also to um, the many of you who are such endeared family members within the Saints Network. We have a great mission from our Father. And I know that God called each of you to this. It is, um, in my thinking, perhaps the most vital mission that exists in the church today. It's God's hour. Things are happening that are showing us that we are really walking in the times that are spoken of in the eschatological end time scriptures. And I think that, um, you know, whether someone would debate the timing, I would just ask this question, even if it is not the timing, is it not a sign that the timing is on the doorstep, that the end is on the doorstep? I don't see how anyone can, with an open mind, look around and not recognize that these are very challenging moments, but yet these were moments that God ordained. He prophesied concerning them. He has a plan according to his purpose. He has seen fit to allow you and me to be living during this time. He's been preparing us for this moment as saints. And um, from what I can see, our developing mission is, is really unfolding for us in front of our very eyes. What do we know? We know that the time is short. We know that we have been prepared for something. We've been praying in accordance with that something for decades now. We know that God is opening doors that are according to this timetable and everything that he has allowed us to experience in him has been preparing us for this time. And that's the beauty. It's one of the beauties about God. Every part of the journey is precious to him. And we've had some wonderful times in him over the years. He is, he is always so faithful to love and to show us his word and give us understanding. Uh, it's, it's just phenomenal. Each part of our journey in him has been relationship with him. He cherishes that. Um, you know, I, I look in, in my own life and I see various things that we were able to enjoy with our own children and now with grandchildren. And we cherish those times that we knew were impacting them while building relationship. 
and hopefully those times have prepared them for what they're engaged in now. Uh, it's not that those times are better than these times. It's just the, it's the journey. And, but God, who knows all things, is, knows the end from the beginning, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever, he knows exactly what he has ordained for this time frame. And we're seeing parts of that truly show themselves forth. I, um, I have asked for all of our saints network to be in prayer uh, as the mission into Brazil, the current mission into Brazil, really initiates today. Actually, uh, our brother from Mexico City, Iwali, arrived there yesterday. Um, Monica Terrell and I go out today. Brother Fulton comes um, shortly thereafter. And um, we, we recognize the things that the Father has laid out, not for us, but for him. And we know that all of you, saints one and all, are part of this. This is your mission. And there will be things that are going to be coming in the next year that will strongly involve you. Demands will be put upon you for service, for prayer, for teaching. And this is just Brazil and South America, which is vital in this time. But we also have avenues and responsibilities in other parts of the world that we fully intend to, um, to adhere to. We don't force anything. We, we don't. God told me at the very beginning of this that he would make the appointments. That was a very clear word. And he has done that. So we don't look at a particular part of the world and think, man, I wish things, of course we think, wish things were going better than they are or more expansive than they are. But each part of the world is different. All we can do is obey and go when God says go and do what God says to do. We don't try to trick it up or to exert our own influences. You know, there's a way that seems right to us, but at the end, it doesn't work out so well. So um, we will do what God says to do, but this is our mission, all of us. And I truly appreciate your ongoing prayers for this journey. Those of you who are in the Saints work Network have a schedule. I would, I would put an amendment to that schedule. There have been um, at least two services added to the Cabo Frio gathering. And it's uh, Saturday morning and Sunday morning services. So um, let's, um, and who knows, there, there are always things that pop up, different responsibilities that aren't on that list. But my goodness, you've got, <laughs> I don't know how many points uh, on this itinerary that we know already that 
you you're going to be busy praying and we appreciate that we've have uh, through the horizon outreach of our network through larry and vicky sparrow and their wonderful church at port st john they serve as um, mediators of of the the prayer outreaches for our network on these journeys and i appreciate that so much we also um, have a wonderful group of prayer warriors up in the pennsylvania ohio west virginia corridor that are praying and are submitting insights these are people who are very dear to the lord and and we have folks from other nations who are part of us who are praying so is is this like a prayer chain no no it's not you know it's not like a vote well if we get enough people praying then we'll get this what about the voice of one that must be a very small precinct um no it's it's really the opportunity for the saints to come together from their points of assignment for their from their points of of deposit of the glory in their land and to sow into these places it's it's a threefold cord and more and and with that sowing in you are you are investing yourself before the father and and it's it's like having a it 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 really is a picture of what happens before the throne you know for years and years we prayed before the throne of the lord and um, according to the scripture and we know that there are untold numbers of people that are also praying around the world who are also before the throne there are times where we've known we were praying for various parts of the world that the father asked us to join with him that his mysteries would be known and and in in so many ways you know we understand that common agreement the people in the upper room uh, on Pentecost were in one accord um, we we know that um, there are there are those who who would invest themselves on behalf of other parts of the places where the Apostle Paul would go or where Timothy was ministering or uh, or many of the others throughout the New Testament. Um, it's, it's, it's really phenomenal how the Father wants us to contribute who we are. It's like when, you, when you're in a church service in 1 Corinthians and it's revealed to one this thing and it's revealed to another this thing and, you know, um, then we judge what God is doing. Uh, I I just know that it's more of a a sharing the mission. It's standing strong as a righteous armor on the right and left. It's contributing anointings and capacities from various reaches around the world that God created for His glory. You know, the original creation and what is coming we're going to see various places that God has deposited throughout 
creation all contribute themselves as a massive symphoneo. And it will be wonderful. And perhaps this is a prophetic seed for that. I don't know. But I know that when you pray and sow into something that God has called you to and that um, that you know he's asking you to pray about and you're in league in an agreement with the saints, that that's going to bless the mission. It's going to turn around and bless you and your place. It's going to sow seeds and investments into eternity. But most importantly, it's going to bless our Father. So when we ask you to pray, it's not so that we can uh, get a, uh, a petition up and we get this many people praying and something will happen. Things are going to happen. God's ordained it. But we ask you to stand in, in agreement before the throne. It's, for, it's really for your benefit. It's, it's for the benefit of our Father. It's for the benefit of um, the people that we're going to see who are called. You know, your intercession might minister to their scenario in a way that God gave you an anointing that's specialized. So, please pray and um, invest yourself giving thanks and glory to the Father that this mighty army of saints that he prophesied for South America will arise and being in alignment with the angelic there and um, before the throne, it's for our Father. So today, I wanted us to look at something that's been on my heart throughout the morning and even early this morning. I think I woke up at three and it was okay with me because I'm going into a place that's three hours ahead. So really I was sleeping in a bit. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Well, it's here. I don't know if it's landing there or not. Uh, in John 17, Jesus is talking about prayer. And um, he uses two terms that we've studied in the past. He uses eroteo, which is a term that is used when you are familiar with someone. And, you, and there, that familiarity is shared. And then he uses iteo, which is usually from a position of authority when you are consulting your superior. We've studied about this in the past, so that definition may not be fully expansive, but it's true and it's accurate. So, Jesus says in um, John 16, if you want to go to John 16, 23, um, you can follow along with me. There are some things that I believe the Father wants us to say. He says that in that day, you will 
ask me nothing, Eretel. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you ask, I tell the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So, whatever whatever is going on in this day, for him that was that day, but it's now this day, we are serving alongside our Lord, but our our um, our communication is with the Father. And we're not equal to the Father. We're said to be joint heirs with Christ. We're not joint heirs with the Father because the Father is the Father. Does that make sense? We move in relationship as sons, which is what Jesus, fully God, fully man, did, but he was also fully God and and is. So, um, we are we are in a position before our Father that is precious. We're ministering alongside Jesus. Now, the Bible also says that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us, and that intercession is in Tecano, which, as we've studied in the past, has to do with the things that are going on right now on behalf of the mission of the Father. And the Lord Jesus prays for us so that we will not miss what our obligations are. And he adds his strength as he's standing alongside us to accomplish the tasks that are at hand. We've linked that with the, um, the Old Testament um, indication of the stirring of the Spirit when we come upon someone. And you can rehearse that that study. It's it's available in our archives. Don't ask me where. You do the work. Um, but it's there. We've written on it. We've taught on it a number of times. So this is how Jesus prays for us. And the Spirit is praying, according to Romans 8, that we will accomplish the will of the Father as we are engaged in love for him. But what what else does Jesus do um, in verse 26 of John 16 just three verses later at that day you will ask I tell in my name and I say not unto you that I will pray the father for you Eretao, for the father himself loves you because you've loved me and have believed that I came out from God now that's wonderful the Father is our, is our great love. He sent his Son to redeem us to him. And that, that is just an amazing thing. Um, so let's, let's look at two other things that, and these are the main, well, those are wonderful things what we've talked about. But these are the main things that I, I want you to know that the Lord is standing with us now. John 17, verse 9. I pray for them, Eretaho. I pray not, Eretaho, for the world, but for them that you have given me, for they are thine. And what else then does he say? In 
um, verse 15. I eritaho not that you should take them out of the world, but you should keep them from evil. Verse 20 of John 17. Neither pray I eritaho for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one as thou, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me, and the glory which you gave me I gave them, that they may be one even as we are one. Now, what all does that mean? We as saints should understand to a very large degree what that means. Jesus came to bring us to the Father. He came so that we might establish relationship with the Father and to begin to serve the will of the Father. Our prayers, through all of its manifestations in the Scripture and all of its definitions in the Scripture, are on behalf of God's purpose on earth. God has chosen that intercessors play a vital role in this. <clears throat> he searches for intercessors. He searches for people whose hearts are pure, who are devoted to this service. He searches for people who will lay on their face before him in places of his choosing. And he wants us to take our cross and go to the places that he chooses, that he has foreordained. Why? So that we can share his word, offer an invitation for those people to know him, to take up their cross, and to establish the kingdom where he has called them to serve. He, he mentions that we are to receive the same glory that Jesus had. What does that mean? Well, we know that the glory is God giving people the opportunity to partner with him in something that he is revealing. And that really is where the heart of his glory is. That's from a study of the Old Testament. It's not just a feeling. It's not just goosebumps. It's not a, just a good atmosphere. It's not just people walking in and the atmosphere is there and they know that they know that they know. It's a partnership with God. Those other things can be described as perhaps the invitation of his presence, perhaps the atmosphere of something God's wanting to do, the power of God being present for some reason. They're all invitations for people to come and establish relationship with him and to know him and to serve as sons and as intercessors. So that glory that Jesus embraced and patterned, he gives to us. So we are to represent our father before his throne where he's called us. But we also go into all the world to preach the gospel, this good news, this gospel of the kingdom, uh, to every creature. And when the gospel of the kingdom is preached in all the world for witness, then the end really ignites. We're at that stage where we are being called. This has always been our mission. We've been reaching out to nations. We've been teaching, doing our best to make disciples. But now the day is hastened. And um, what is our mes message? 
with these many, many, many people who are <clears throat> coming because they're hungry for what God has given and they've been called for him. The message is what the word says about their identity in God and that they're to be intercessors, that they're to take up their cross, that they're to stand in their gap, that they're to intercede in the spirit and and to uh, do the, the business of the kingdom as God directs. This is what must be. And then God will entrust them with the assignments of his kingdom in the place that he's chosen them to serve, and then they are to make disciples. Not, not just winning them to Jesus. That's the vital essential first step then they need to learn how to how to how to be a christian and then they need to learn how to be a son and then they need to learn how to be an heir and a joint heir and then they need to learn how to represent the throne and then they need to learn how to disciple that I don't think I missed anything. If I did, it was just a factor, an important factor from the scripture, but that's the flow pattern. And so that's what we're called to do. We can't make this happen. God has to prepare the hearts of people. God has to put a hunger in them and a willingness to accept this mission because I, I've said this many times. I've been in basically in the church all my life, in a Pentecostal church, I was trained for ministry in that, in that walk. I pastored in that walk for many, many years. And I know that um, just being born again, as vital as that is, I'm not diminishing that. It's essential. There's no other way to God. But that's the beginning. And I know that when you start talking about going deeper in the Word, and you start talking about the things that are clearly in the Word that put a demand on you to grow, the enemy doesn't want that. The world doesn't want that. And a lot of people who are just happy to be in the kingdom don't want that. And so you have to commit yourself to, in love, step out from the camp and, and be what you're called to be in the Lord. And Abram walked with God he he walked in faith he he had to do that and there's such a there's such a an opposition to this why because it's so important our mission in building up the saints and teaching a prophetic lifestyle is absolutely well it it has to be. 
if we read what the book of Revelation says and what Daniel says, look at those those factors I just mentioned and how vital they are and how the enemy and the world just are threatened by it. So we don't want to focus on the enemy, but we know that right now Jesus is praying for us to communicate the Father, the Word, to communicate the truth, and he speaks a lot about the truth, which is the hidden things that God is revealing that have been hidden to this point. He's, he's praying that we would be in the world, but not of the world, and that God would keep and preserve us from the evil. And he's right with us as we're walking, praying with us on behalf of those unique challenges, opportunities, oppositions in the walk that we're immediately facing. But he's also praying for those, according to what we just read, that will hear the word that we give at the behest of our Father, and that he's praying for those people that they will receive and that we'll all embrace this same walk in the glory, the same walk in fulfilling what the throne is doing now. These are the ripened days of the demonstration of the glory of God because so many things that God has prophesied that we have not yet seen to this point are being revealed. They're being brought to a point where intercession must embrace, envision, and birth them. And then they need to be walked walked out, walked forward. The, the fulfillment of so many aspects of God's purpose that have not been possible until this point in his timetable is, uh, is all around us. And so we go forward. You know, as I've been praying over these past couple of days about this journey, you know, this is not about me, but I, I pray for my church here. I pray for my people here. I pray that the work of God will go forward while I'm away. I, I, I pray all those things, and I feel that pulling away when I, when I leave. And uh, I know that's a good thing. It's, it's a good thing to feel that because it indicates the commitment of the Father and, the, um, and the, the way that he has cemented us here in this walk. But I felt so differently about this, this particular journey and really what we're being called to do from this point. You know, at, at my age, and I'm still healthy, I will be and will continue to be healthy and vibrant, but I know that I'm not doing this to build my kingdom. I'm not doing this to build my ministry. I'm not doing this so that we can fill our uh, newsletters and our website to show people, oh, look how great we are. I'm not doing it for any of those reasons. And really, we never have. I'm not doing it so that we can 
publicize and get people hyped up to come and hear the message. I'm not doing that. And I'm certainly not doing that because this is a part of the world that I haven't seen because I have seen it. There is a certain allure to me of going to various places when God would say, you go, and to see and explore and to pray in unique locations. I feel differently about this journey because I sense the time factor. I sense the urgency. I sense things that we're seeing here in this field that we've not seen anywhere else. Yes, when we went into India, we had lots of pastors that would come. And we sowed, the, the, at that point, the network school of 80 hours of teaching. We sowed that into them, into Bible schools. Hundreds, and I'm not exaggerating, hundreds and hundreds of pastors received that. And we went. Uh, I, I know that the government in India shut us down from being able to travel there. I don't know what all is happening now. But I know that we did that work. But what's happening here is different from that. These pastors are coming and they are sowing themselves in a broader way than I've ever seen. There's an urgency. There's a hunger. And it's from God. It's the only way we can describe it. It's from God. And, and we know that I know that when, I, when I'm going on this journey, I've been praying, in, and, and, and please bear with me, I always prayed this, and I meant it. But I sense the urgency of our Father now in a way that I've not. And I, I've been pleading with him that we would fulfill exactly what he wants, that we won't miss anything, that we will... We will accomplish his task that will be open to whatever his spirit would say that, that we will be strengthened and anointed for the various tasks that, that we'll know how to change gears from church to church, keeping the same message but maybe needing to, to present it in, in various ways that will be acceptable to those people and to what they're called to do. You know, I know that's your heart as well. Pray that we'll come upon strategies that are from the Lord, the best strategies. Pray that we will make decisions on behalf of what's coming in these next months and years that will be exactly what the Father wants. And then how will we know how to to organize and coordinate that. We need to know this. There's, we cannot waste anything because this is the Father's work in his timing. So Jesus is praying. This is such a wonderful thing. It shows you his heart. He's praying one-on-one -on -one with the Father, Ereteo. And he's saying, when you pray, you know that you are loved by the Father and you are asking of him as he is your superior, but you're partnering. It's very much like supplication. You accept the burden and you're, you're asking of God that his will would be done. 
So strange that we would have to ask God to do something that he wants to do and that he's prophesied. And it has to be this same measure of partnering with him. Partnering with him. Investing into him. That's what the burden really is. Otherwise, it's it's a ridiculous view. You know, if I really want to do something and then I ask my children, okay, now you've got to ask me to do it. And you really have to feel it. You, you better ask me about something that's my, my will, my purpose, what I want to do. That doesn't make any sense. There's something wrong in that. But if it's about coming alongside as sons, that we would invest ourselves into what our Father is doing, that we would share the, share the privilege of accomplishing his will, sowing into him, which is what he wanted all along. So your intercession is, yes, for the will of God, but it's more about what he wants in you than anything else because God could do it like that. He doesn't need in his strength or in his capacity you to do anything, but in his desire for you. This is why we intercede. And so I know that I, I feel that burden. So anyway, but Jesus is praying that we will accept that position in the Father, that we will accept that glory partnership, that we will take his truth, the saintly calling, the, um, the word, which is upon which all these things are built and established, and that we will accomplish the sowing of that and the demonstration of that. And he's also praying for those that will see and believe and accept the word of this mission, of this identity that we bring. Do you see that pattern? And then you add the other passage from Hebrews about the Lord being also right there with us, praying about the ongoing unfolding of the will of God, where we are. And that's essential too. So you have the Lord praying to the Father for the mission that the Father extends to us, which is what our message is. You have the Lord being with us, praying on behalf of the specific things that we're encountering in conjunction with that mission. You have the Spirit praying from within us that we would fulfill what our identity divine identity is in God in conjunction with the mysteries of God. So you, you, we're covered, but he also wants you to pray and to sow in because this is my mission. It's the mission of this church, but it's your mission. Not because we convinced you to do it, but because God put a hunger in your heart long before you encountered this message. And you knew. And in the same way that you said, I will embrace this identity. I will embrace this same name. I will embrace this same calling. 
for those of you who did that in, in the similar way to where when we first said we will embrace this calling, there's an anointing and a crown for you to pray that along with Jesus on behalf of those that need to accept this calling and who will do it for the Father. Anyway, thank you for praying. We will try to find ways to communicate what's going on. Um, we hope to be able to send something that will be from Brazil next week on Wednesday Night Live. Um, we, we will be um, doing the work of the Lord. You know what that's like. Pray for us. Pray for the mission. Pray for the people that we're sent to. Cover as God gives you insight. And, um, and just a word to my congregation here in Dallas. We, if we can send that word for Wednesday Night Live, we'll try to have it up in the morning. Um, and it would really be nice if you could come and pray a week from today, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Come here to the sanctuary and pray at, at 6. And just ask, because that's a transitional moment for us. We will have ministered in Cabo Frio. We will have ministered in, in Sao Paulo uh, at a couple of churches. Well, um, one, two, at that time, at that time, we will have ministered in three churches in Sao Paulo. And then we transition into the seminar, the, the conference at uh, the Zion Church in Sao Paulo. Then on Sunday, we'll minister there again, but at Luciano's church. But, but that, that Wednesday is a, is a big transition point because we will have been in a conference, we will have been in churches, and then we're going into another conference, and it would be good to give thanks to the Lord, to assess what God has given, to come before him with thanksgiving, um, and um, and then to ask him that we'll be positioned and ready to minister to this new group. Know what I mean? So this will be announced on Sunday to a greater degree. God bless you all. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for praying for us as we travel today. Um, you know, it's from Dallas this time to Miami and then from Miami to Rio de Janeiro. Um, there's no nonstop on American from Dallas to Rio. So just pray that God will give us favor and all the good things that you pray. We'll be praying for you too. This is a wonderful time in the Lord. Be blessed. Thank you for being willing to accept this mission from our Father. Thank you for being willing to serve him in this way. I pray that he will bless you and use you in needed ways and in some really special new ways. Miss you. God bless all of you. Goodbye.